You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Have you always wanted to hear the hockey stories told from the press box? For your premier source of hockey prospect news from across the AHL, NCAA, Canadian Hockey League, and international leagues, this is your all-access pass to The Press Zone, a hockey podcast packed with news, analysis, interviews, and entertainment featured on thepresszone.fm. Your hosts, Amy Johnson and Rick Stevens, are experienced, credentialed hockey reporters bringing you stories built from strong connections throughout the hockey community and from inside rinks all across North America. Welcome to The Press Zone. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of The Press Zone podcast right here on Rocket Sports Radio. Uh, we are, of course, a podcast, weekly podcast produced by Rocket Sports Media. We are also a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are very excited that you are here with us today for episode 318 of the Press Zone podcast. Uh, we have some uh, fun things to talk about today, and it is a week that the AHL hot stove will be up in uh, the second segment. That means Patrick Williams will be joining me here in the studio. Um, before he comes in, however, we're gonna get some uh, we're gonna get some talk in about that big trade that Kent Hughes was a part of uh, on the weekend, uh, both with the Pittsburgh Penguins and the San Jose Sharks. Uh, we're gonna talk a bit about that and what implications for Laval that might have, uh, and get you caught up in any other roster signings that the Rocket have made uh, over the past week. Before, as I mentioned, uh, Patrick Williams comes into the studio and he's gonna give us his insight on some uh, new faces coming to uh, Laval as well. Uh, if you would like to follow all of our Rocket Sports Media team coverage uh, on Twitter, be sure you're following us at Rocket Sports. Uh, you can follow me at Flyers Rule. And don't forget, uh, the Rocket Sports team now uh, are all contributing to the Hockey News' Montreal team site. So all of our coverage this season about the Laval Rocket and Habs prospects, as well as the Montreal Canadiens, of course, can be found at THN.com slash Montreal. Uh, that's THN.com slash Montreal. Make sure you bookmark it. And uh, we look forward to uh, bringing you some great content all season long. Uh, so let's start today with that big trade that Kent Hughes uh, executed on Sunday. A three-team trade between the Canadians, the Pittsburgh Penguins, and the San Jose Sharks. Um, if you want the full breakdown of it, if you've been on vacation and maybe didn't catch everything, uh, just head over to THN.com slash Montreal. We've got a couple of articles there. Uh, both the initial news article and then some analysis as well. Um, but the big piece, of course, for Montreal is that defenseman Jeff Petrie is back uh, with the Canadians. Um, 
I'm going to actually speak about this much more in detail on the NHL side of things uh, on this week's uh, edition of Habs Hockey Report on our YouTube channel. So be sure you're subscribed at youtube.com slash allhabs and you'll get uh, my full take on the trade, particularly Petrie uh, being in there, the fact that Mike Hoffman and Rem Pitlick were two pieces who moved out of Montreal in this trade in order to make this happen. Uh, goaltender Casey DeSmith coming into Montreal from the Penguins as well. I'll give you my full breakdown on the YouTube show this week, so be sure you're subscribed over at youtube.com slash allhabs. What I want to talk about today is the piece of the puzzle uh, that will affect Laval, and that is forward Nathan Lagare uh, coming over from Pittsburgh. Uh, this is an AHL level move. Nathan Lagare uh, is a 22 year old right winger, stands six foot even, weighing in at 205 pounds. He's a native of Montreal, uh, which we know, of course, that would be a an attractive thing for the Canadians and for the Laval Rocket. He was a third round selection back in 2019, drafted 74th overall by the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, and he is still on, uh, they slid uh, a bit of his uh, one year of his contract. So he is actually on the final year of his ELC uh, now that he is with the Canadians. Um, he spent the last two seasons uh, playing for the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins uh, in the AHL. Uh, 57 games played in his first season, 68 games played last season, uh, with a total of about 35 points altogether between both of those seasons. Uh, seven goals, nine assists in his first season, eight goals, and 11 assists in his second season. Um, when Patrick, uh, prior prior to that, of course, he was playing in the queue. Uh, he was mostly playing for Drakkar. Uh, in fact, he was the captain of uh, Bicomo Drakkar uh, for two, his his last two seasons there. Uh, he was traded to Valdor uh, in, in his final season midway through and, and played 15 games in the queue uh, in the playoffs with Valdor. Uh, in the 2020-2021 season uh, before he went on to go pro with Wilkes-Barre Scranton. So when Patrick Williams joins me in the second segment, he's going to give us some insight on who this player is, why his numbers aren't, uh, when you look at that stat sheet and I tell you about, you know, 16 points and 19 points respectively in the past two seasons, why that's not blowing our socks off, uh, what we can expect with the player, what kind of upside he has, what potential he has. Uh, Patrick's going to give us some really great insight on that coming up in the second segment. Um, the other part of this that could play into Laval implications is what's going to happen at goaltender. Uh, we know that Caden Primo is waiver eligible now this year. Um, Casey DeSmith coming in now means that there are four goaltenders. Um, you know, you've got Jake Allen, Sam Montembeau, Casey DeSmith, and Caden Primo. Uh, you know, not are the indications possibly that Jake Allen perhaps gets traded out and uh, Casey DeSmith becomes Sam Montembeau's backup. We'll have to wait to see how this works out in terms of what that means for Caden Primo uh, and what it means for Jakob Dobis and, and who is going to be the other part of Jakob Dobis's tandem uh, this coming fall in Laval. So something to keep an eye on for sure. Uh, the other thing that uh, happened with Laval this week is they did sign a free agent 
In fact, it was one of their own free agents, Nolan Yaremko, coming back to Laval for another season. Uh, he will be on a uh, two-way deal, I believe. Uh, yes, I am. I am remembering that correctly. Uh, it's a it's a one year two way AHL deal. So again, Nolan Yaremko will be a guy who can certainly uh, go back down to Trois Rivieres uh, if needed. Uh, remember, this is this is really his first contract in the AHL. He's coming out of when he was done junior. He played for the Tri City Americans in the WHL. Played just five games at the end of that uh, in the AHL for the Stockton Heat before he headed off to Mount Royal University and spent four years playing in the U Sports League. And at the end of his U Sports career last year, he came on for a PTO with the Laval Rocket towards the end of the season. So he's played 12 games with the Rocket, two goals, three assists, uh, and so now he's, he's earned himself a two-way AHL contract. So you can likely be, see him starting in Trois-Rivières, but he'll be somebody that they can rely on maybe for a call-up to fill in some gaps if injuries and NHL call-ups start to deplete the Laval lineup. One more thing I want to mention before we uh, take a quick break here. If you missed last week's Canadians Connection podcast, uh, I had the uh, honor of getting to sit in in the hosting chair uh, while Michael Spinella was um, absent last Saturday, so I appreciate him allowing me to keep his chair warm for him. But uh, a couple of great interviews uh, that you might have missed that you don't want to miss in that episode, uh, doing a bit of a get to know some of the Rocket Sports team uh, members uh, series on Canadians Connection and our tried and true uh, fantasy uh, fantasy sports commissioner Brian uh, was was featured on Saturday if you'd like to get to know Brian if, particularly if you play part of play in any of our rocket sports fantasy sports leagues whether that's fantasy football or fantasy hockey then uh, Michael Spinella sat down with a with Brian for a really really fun interview so you want to be sure to check that out and in part three of our goaltending series on the Canadians Connection podcast, uh, you know that Charlie Lindgren has been a friend of Rocket Sports and a friend of our podcasts for many years now, uh, and we've we've had the pleasure of of making it kind of an annual tradition that every summer, even though he's no longer with the Canadians organization, that that Charlie comes back and spends some time with us on the podcast to catch up and, and see how things are going. And so this uh, year's interview took place on the Canadians Connection podcast last Saturday, where Lindgren gets us all caught up on going, going inside his first full-time year in the NHL, what that was like uh, leading the NHL as the top goaltender in the month of December, um, all, you know, some spectacular highlight reel moments, uh, and then got got us caught up on what's going on this summer, what he's doing to prepare for next year, what's on the table for next year. He's going to be reunited with the likes of Joel Edmondson, Max Pacioretty, Kirk Muller, um, all coming to the Washington Capitals uh, this season. So he gives us his feedback on that. We go through a fun question and answer to uh, where where he uh, we get him to spill on a few things like, you know, what's on his summer reading list? Who's his uh, best friend that he still keeps in touch with from the Montreal Canadiens from the time that he was with the Canadiens? So um, really fun interview, really fascinating interview. We always we always thank Charlie for giving us time uh, every summer. And uh, if you were whether you were a fan of Lindgren as a goaltender when he was with the Canadians organization or not, it's a really fun interview. Um, gives you some insight on some Montreal Canadiens types th type things, but also just really fascinating to hear from another NHL goaltender on the kind of the state of how things are. 
Um, all right. So we are going to, if you did miss that, I should say, if you don't know where to find that podcast, be sure to subscribe to the Canadians Connection podcast. It is our flagship podcast here at Rocket Sports Radio. Um, and you can find that by going to canadiansconnection.fm. Again, that's canadiansconnection.fm. And it's right there at the top of the list as the most recent episode. So check that out. All right, we are going to take a quick break and hear from our sponsors over at DraftKings and Raycon Audio, both of which have special incentives just for listeners of the Press Own podcast. And when we come back, Patrick Williams will be here for this week's edition of the AHL Hot Stove. You don't want to miss it. Stay tuned and stay with us. You're listening to the Press Own podcast right here on Rocket Sports Radio. New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, KS. In West Virginia, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casinos at Charlestown Races. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 and over in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Max bet $50. 10-plus leg requisite for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. It's summertime, and it means that, of course, it's music listening time. Whether you are chilling at the beach or at the lake or at the cottage, even in your backyard, out for a walk or a jog, or driving and cruising with the windows down or the top down if you're lucky enough to have a convertible, it is summer music season. What have you got uh, playing on your favorite summer playlist right now? I've been listening to a lot of classic rock, a lot of 70s and 80s, you know, even if you're not going on vacation, summer is all about that vacation state of mind. And so whether you want to listen to those favorite tunes on repeat, or you just need to retreat inside your own head for a little bit, uh, it's so much fun to create your own summer soundtrack. And I like to do that by popping in my Raycon wireless earbuds. There's just so much going on all summer. And sometimes you need some upbeat music to just pump you up before you uh, go out and, and hit the beach with some friends or head over to a family barbecue or maybe you want to relax a little bit with some calmer music guided meditation you know no matter what it is if you're taking your earbuds on the go with you maybe to the gym like I said out for a jog or a walk or maybe you're just relaxing at home and you want some great tunes I love to listen to music while I'm in the kitchen working uh, whether I'm cleaning or whether I'm cooking 
baking, that kind of thing. So let me tell you, having your Raycon wireless earbuds is a great way to do that. Uh, they are the best way to listen to your music. You can use the earbud tap functions to toggle between three customizable sound profiles, noise isolation, and awareness mode, uh, which allows some environmental sounds in so that you can still kind of hear what's going on around you if you want. Raycons have a 32-hour battery life, including eight hours of playtime, so you can really listen to what you want, when you want, for a really long time. Uh, they come with custom gel tips for the most comfortable in-ear fit. That's a big one for me. Uh, in-ear uh, earbuds and, and gel tips are, are typically difficult to fit inside my ear so that they fit and stay in my ear, have not had an issue with my Raycons at all. And they start at just half the price of other premium audio brands, but they sound just as good, if not better. Uh, Raycons come with a 30-day happiness guarantee, so you really can't lose. And if you'd like to take advantage of a deal that they've got going on right now for the Press Zone listeners, you can create your own soundtrack with Raycon. And right now, as a listener of the Press Zone, you can get 15% off your Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash THPN. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Welcome back to The Press Zone here on Rocket Sports Radio, produced by Rocket Sports Media and a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, if you haven't done so already, I invite you to subscribe to this podcast. Just tap the subscribe button on your favorite podcast app or on the player that you are currently listening to this episode on. Uh, and if you could do us a favor and hit the share button while you're at it and simply share this episode on your favorite social media platforms, we would certainly appreciate that as well. It's the best way for you to help us out here to grow our uh, listenership and, uh, and and invite more people along each and every week. Uh, also, as I mentioned, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Rocket Sports and bookmark THN.com slash Montreal. That's the hockeynews.com slash Montreal for all of our Rocket Sports Media team coverage coming up this season. As I promised in the first segment, uh, things do continue to move and shake a little bit around the AHL. Um, and of course, that means it's the perfect opportunity for Patrick Williams to join us back in the st uh, studio and be back for another uh, exciting edition of the AHL Hot Stove this week. So Patrick, welcome back. Glad to uh, glad to have you here. We all missed you last week. It's always good to be back, even like um, this is probably the the true quietest part of the, the, the season or the really the, the hockey calendar, right? Like, yeah. And hockey's almost, we've said this before, it's almost a 12 month a year, um, almost situation right now, but it's not quite. And the not quite part is the stage we're in right now. <laughs> it, is, it is really quiet. <laughs> it is except for, as I, as I discussed in the first segment, uh, Kent Hughes, the Montreal Canadiens, the Pittsburgh Penguins, and the San Jose Sharks pulling off a blockbuster three-team trade uh, uh, over the weekend, which certainly got everyone's attention. 
the portion of of that that I'd like to chat with you about today is just getting your insight on the piece that Laval is probably going to receive out of that trade, and that is uh, Nathan Legere. Can you tell us a little bit just about uh, what kind of player um, he is uh, and, and has gotten him to this point? And is this, you know, we always are concerned that Laval is already going to be pretty crowded at forward for prospects as it is. Uh, and so how could Legere uh, coming onto the scene affect that as well? <clears throat> yeah, Legere, is a, he was an interesting um, component to the deal, I thought, right? Like, you came into Wilkes-Barre Stranton, and, and I think a little background for, for, for listeners is, you know, if you're not familiar with Pittsburgh and their system is, their system is, is bare. Like, mm. I mean. <laughs> the cupboards if, are bare. If you have a team out there where you think uh, your situation is, is dire in terms of your prospects, um, it's nothing compared to what has been going on in Pittsburgh and Wilkes-Barre Stranton more specifically in the last few years and that's just the nature of the beast right like all those all those late season deals that the pittsburgh penguins made over the years and you know those draft picks that you you have to trade away to make those playoff runs and you know just just the nature of pursuing stanley cups well eventually you know you have to pay the pay the price for that and the price is you just your your farm system takes a hit which is Mm -hmm. fine right like everybody understands that everybody um, gets that going in, but um, it is, you know, one of the aspects of that is that, you know, a player like Nathan Legere, a third-round pick, sort of vaulted to the top of, uh, you know, the prospect list, just in terms of, like, you know, the level of interest, the level of uh, hope um, for him in the sense of, he was at least a little bit of uh, some youth coming into the system, right? You know, it's so so he came in, I think, with probably more hype than you typically typically see for a third round pick, and it just hasn't worked for him in in, in Wilkes-Barre Strand. I will say this though. In his defense, a he's only uh, played two years pro. That's the first thing. I don't like to write off players that fast. Number two. This is where having a good veteran base really is important. Mm-hmm. You know, people people think of veteran bases in the AHL in terms of winning games at the AHL level, and certainly that that's an important part of it. Um, sometimes the bigger part of it, though, really is 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 insulation for your young prospects, right? And it's not it's not asking your prospects to do too much too soon. And I think in in later age case, he was brought in there. And he just had to take on a lot more, a lot earlier than he was ready for. And sure enough, that takes a toll on a young player. You know, you're put in situations like, let's just take a generic prospect, right? Like, let's say maybe his best, really his his most effective, his best spot would be like a third-line role. Well, all of a sudden, if you're in a if you're in a situation where there's not much veteran help around you and there's not prospects, you're pushed up maybe to a top six. Sometimes I've seen even the top three role and you're like, how's this guy in the top, the top line? Well, it's all relative. Like there's just not enough talent there. So, mm-hmm. so that's where players like can get, get into hot water. 
where they're, they're asked to do too much too soon because there's an absence of other prospects and other veterans. And I think that's what happened for him at Wilkes-Barre Strand. He had back-to-back years. Um, now they made the playoffs his first year, but they weren't much of a threat, you know, that. And, and this past year they didn't even, didn't even qualify. Um, so I like the idea of him getting to a new place get a fresh start he badly needed a fresh start and i think the other thing too is for a young player like him you i still i i've hyped on the or, or, or harped on this a lot and you know i don't know how much people would agree with me or not i think a lot of those players in that that 2021 pandemic year mm-hmm. really took a hit and I think he would be a perfect example of that, a player who you got kind of that, that half-baked season where it was just very disorganized, discombobulated. It just wasn't a great way to close out your, your junior career. And then you come in, you turn pro, and everything coming into 21-22 was still sort of up in the air. And there's just disruption. And, you know, the line can be so thin for, for players, whether or not they have that success turning pro. And if, you know, even just a, a small thing or not so small thing is off, that can throw them off. So I like this. He goes into Laval. He's, he's going back to his home province. Um, he'll be in a good, good environment there. Um, now, I, I think the main thing for him, I just hope there's not too much of that pressure coming in as like, you know, the local guy, you know, right. Ask right. Too much. Just let him come in, let him play, let him do his play his game and, and then see where he goes. You talk about the importance of, and it's something you've, you've mentioned before on the show, uh, the importance of having that good structure of solid veterans who are good to give you the stability that you need with a constantly changing roster, uh, throughout the season, as well as as mentorship and support and guidance for your younger players and your prospects, um, is it? And we know every summer there's a ton of turnover in the AHL, and every summer there's certainly a group of, um, let's say, older veterans, um, guys that maybe can't find exactly the contract they want in North America that start to to head over to Europe. But we've already seen some, I would say big AHL names head okay. off overseas to the KHL. Um, are you f- one of which is, is Riley Barber, uh, John Sebastian D also, we know his contract was terminated, uh, through unconditional waivers for him to go over, uh, to the KHL as well. Is, do you, are you feeling like it's happening with guys this year, in kind of a surprising way, the guys who still could absolutely contribute to AHL teams, is this kind of like an anomaly? Is it, is it earlier than usual to see players of this caliber already having, heading over to the KHL? Yeah, it's not that it's early. It's just that for me, it's disappointing. Right. So like you just looked at the, the storing chart from this past year, number 11, Andy, Andrew, Andrew off KHL, Riley Barber, Number 12 in the league in, in points, KHL. Andrioff had 37 goals. Barber had 32 goals. Uh, so they were in the, I believe, in the um, you know, top five, right? Like, Andrioff led the league, obviously, with 37. But, uh, yeah, Barber was you know, 
top. He was uh, number four in the league. So your top two goal scorers now are gone, right? Marty Furk, obviously a player that's attracted quite a bit of attention through the years for his prowess. Mm-hmm. He was 13th in the league in points. And you go so on and so forth right down the list, right? Like, And to see that kind of talent, it's one thing to lose talent to the NHL. Everybody understands that. That's the name of the game, and that's one of the AHL's uh, primary missions. But to see it go off to the KHL, for me, is begs a question of is someone try, trying to really say that Riley Barber couldn't help a team in this league win? Yeah. I mean, come on. And you know this as well as I do. How often do we get to January, February? Injuries are piling up. Coaches are lamenting a lack of depth. We can't score. We can't do this. We can't do that. Well, like, well, why did you not do the work in the summer? Bring, bring a Riley Barber in. Bring an Andrioff in. You know, bring a Marty Furk in, right? Like, are those players not going to help your, your team and your prospects improve? Sure. And you look at... One of the, I think one of the biggest things with, with with prospects and veterans and kind of how they play off each other is, let's say you're bringing in a first-round pick, like a young forward. Well, don't you want him to play with talent around him? Like, don't you want one of his line mates to be a Riley Barber rather than somebody that's not really a, a top-line player in this league? And so that, to me, is where... <sighs> You just see the, the the talent get bled out of the lead, and, and I just I didn't I don't understand how that makes the lead better. Yeah. Right. Like. And we we get into this spot where. A lot of the prospects are here for a hot minute. Let's let's be real, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, if you get them for <laughs> a year, you're doing well. Right. Um. So, and if you're not keeping your your familiar vets around, well, then kind of like what are you left with, right? Like, you're just left with a big sort of middle group. But I think from a marketing standpoint, you you need those familiar faces around, right? Like, like vast majority of your fan base is a casual fan, right? And so they may know only know a few handful of players. And not always the prospects are the ones they know. It's more the guy that's been playing there for a few years that they, they're like, hey, I remember, you know, uh, Chris Terry playing here, or I remember, you know, a Marty Furk, or, you know, mm-hmm. or whoever, whoever the case may be. Like, every city, every team kind of has their their, their, their few vets that, you know, are, are kind of the fan favorites, the guys that, that come back each year and, you know, are, are familiar to the casual fan, which is largely the bread and butter of your business. Right. Now, if those people, those players are moving on, you're losing them, and then I think... The next season, that that same fan shows up, and they're like, they don't pay attention during this off season, and they're like, oh, where's Riley Barber, or where's that Barber guy? Yeah. And you say, yeah, he's off, he's off in the cage. All he's playing in, you know, the other side of the world, and you know, you'll never see him again. I just, I, I don't think that 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 works from a, you know, trying to like market the game, and so for me, I just, you know, I hate to see talented players leave not to go to the nhl but to go to off to europe you know to play in another league you know and, and sort of and i think that's it's one of the things like 
we, I, I joked with people, but it's not really a joke in the sense of like, you know, the AHL record book in a lot of ways is pretty safe. Uh, you know, if you're already in it because, you know, there aren't that many guys now that, that stick around long enough to really threaten any of your records. So, well, that's true. Um, <laughs> you know, like, and that's, you know, just, you know, let's keep some of that talent, you know, home and, and let, you know, let them, let them have kind of that connection, you know, to a particular market, to a fan base. And, right. And, you know, kind of build that, that bond between your fan base and your team and, and also score some road goals and win some games uh, while you're doing so. <laughs> Absolutely. So I, I think it makes sense from both a, a hockey standpoint, but also just from a, a, a business dollars and cents standpoint as well. Well, it's, um, you know, hopefully we don't see too many more of those top quality kinds of veterans heading off, um, you know, sooner rather than later. Um, but we will certainly be keeping an eye on it. It is a fascinating kind of shift. Um, and, and, you know, sometimes there are occasions where sometimes those guys are able to come back maybe the following year and get back mm-hmm. into North American hockey. I think that's more an exception than a rule. Um, yes. But uh, we'll, we'll certainly be keeping an eye on that. And, of course, we'll be keeping an eye on Nathan Legray, see, uh, see how things change for him. Uh, hopefully for the better uh, now that he is part of the Canadians organization. Patrick, thank you so much for joining us once again. We will see, since it is the uh, the slower month of August, we're going to see you again in two weeks. I believe Rick Stevens is also going to be with us that week as well. So we'll get, the band is, but the band will officially be back together. Uh, Sources say that Rick may be uh, <laughs> making an appearance. I think so. Um, of course, uh, we'll be back. Uh, the press zone will be back next week, uh, but Patrick will be back with us again in two weeks. And uh, we're definitely looking forward to uh, talking to you again then. Of course. Always a pleasure. Thank you. As always, we say a big thank you to Patrick for his contributions. We love having him as part of the Rocket Sports Media team. Uh, he is just a wealth of information. And, and what a great scouting report on Nathan Legere. Um, You know, it's it's that's the kind of gold mine of information that Patrick has. Uh, and it's great for myself included to be able to learn more about a new player who's come along and is now traded to the organization and what we can expect to see from him. And, and yeah, who knows? Maybe a change of scenery will be just what what that young man needs. We'll see how things work out with that uh, come this fall with the Laval Rockets. So thank you to Patrick. He will be back in two weeks for another edition of the Hot Stove. And yes, you heard that correctly. Rick Stevens will be with us as well. The band will be back together. Um, but of course, uh, the press zone will still be back next Tuesday. You'll get me. I'll still be here uh, bringing you all the latest Laval Rocket and Habs prospect news. That'll be Tuesday, August 15th. So be sure you've subscribed to this podcast if you haven't done so already so that you never miss an episode. And I guarantee we'll have plenty more to talk about when we all meet back here again next Tuesday for another exciting episode of the Press Home Podcast right here on Rocket Sports Radio. Click subscribe to never miss an episode of the Press Zone on Rocket Sports Radio. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Rocket Sports.